0: Eh? Last Sunday was General Father's Day. Now, greet me. Today is my own day. Greet me. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> you know, I was with you last Sunday because when Pastor um, Vincent was preaching, I was on the streets in um, uh, what do you call it, Sicily. And on the streets, I turned to to the message. And I was, you know, enjoying with you. Really, I phoned the office, the church, to speak to those on, the, on, the, on your uh, video section, as usual I would do. And they were shocked that, ah, Apostle, are you watching us? I'm watching you. At least when any one of us travel, I expect you to tune in live when we're having service, so that you also can be particular of what God is doing. And I don't want to miss out from what God is doing, it was a powerful meeting last Sunday. And all the declaration the man of God made, I received it as well. But let me tell you that my holiday was very, very fallacious. You know, for 12 years, I have not gone on holiday. Everybody who work have holiday period every year. I don't. And for 12 years, I have Committed myself to serve God in this house for the establishment of CFT globally, and then I went back to school. So last year, the Prophetic Voice ministers—these are ministers who are under my apostleship—they decided to send me on a holiday. And last year, I was doing my—I was in the midst of the heat of my LLM. And you know, I decided that I'm not going on holiday last year. They put their money together to pay for the holiday. And I said, I'm not. Because I taught you, you know, the simple step between success and failure is commitment. The Bible says, whatever you do, do it with all your heart. And I promise you that I will go to do that LLM and I will come out with distinction. So if I had gone on holiday, I would not. Because that 10 days will mark the difference between what I intend to, uh, to, ask, to, to come out with. And so I told them no pleasure. So they said no problem. They will keep it till this year when mommy will do her 60th. So we will go. So they are the one who put it together. And they paid for us to go on Celebrity Cruise. That is the name it is called. That ship is 15 stories. And the lift takes you from the ground floor to the 15th floor. I mean, when I went there, I said, all married men in my church, I will command them to take their wife and go on the cruise. But you know, when I got to the cruise, what I saw, I understood the book of Psalms better. It says, when I consider the works of your hand, the moon and the star, and the expanse of the sea that you have created, we were on that cruise for two days, no land, back side, forward is only sea. And I began to see the reality of the scripture that this that I'm seeing is the hand of my God who created them. And I began to remember all what I study in Judasy and astrophysics and astronomy. And I began to put these things together, seeing the clear sky and the stars. You really see the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament show his handiwork. And throughout the period, what we were just enjoying is the expanse of the sea. But though the sea looks endless, underneath the sea are creatures that are living, created by God, even to the darkest part of the sea. And so it changed my view completely about the bible it brought bible real to me apart from the fact that i had rest uh, people were still texting me and i was texting them the one that i could text when i reach a land and there i can communicate and phone but when we are on the high sea no telephone no texts no trump nothing <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> But i came back home more handsome and mommy is now more beautiful hallelujah somebody may say that but why are you talking about this let me ask you this let me say this to you that holiday was made possible by people who my life has affected and mommy's life have affected they told cft leaders we don't want your hand in this we want to give our father this treat. Let me ask you, how many human beings has your life affected? A person who lives and dies without a record of helping others to reach destiny, he has lived in this world a waste person. If your life could not add value to others, and help them in this earthly journey to fulfill their own God's divine destiny, then that person has come a miserable life. And the doctrine of our Lord Jesus Christ is based on this. You live your life daily for others to live. The reason why you are alive today is that there's another person, at least another one person, who is living less privileged than you, that through your commitment to God, you can lift them up according to the book of Job 22 and bring them to the place that heaven has ordained for them so that they can be fulfilled in life. That is the greatest success any man can have. So I want to say this to you. If your record in life has not been good enough, change your record today. Let your record of life be a blessing to everyone. I told you that for God to bless a man, he must be a man who wants to be a blessing. He says why he said God bless Abraham because he will be a blessing to the whole nations. So understand this, every sowing that you sow, there is a time for reaping. I didn't look for rest But uh, God gave me rest through the hands of these people. And I really rested. Amen. I didn't hear you. This is cathedral, isn't it? So I'm fully back now. Fire back. Amen. Well, this morning, what God had placed in my heart is to discuss with you under overcoming the devil's schemes, which I started discussing with you, I'm going to be looking at things that you do, that a Christian can do, that will bring the Christian under or make him vulnerable to the devil. In another word, the reasons why Satan afflicts and affects some Christians. I was in Brentwood yesterday, and I I went to the post office, Was it yesterday? It was Friday. I went to the post office, and I saw a man sitting down. He looks like a tramp because of the way he dressed. You know, with bears and all this clothing in heat. And it's not such a man that you can look at and think that he knows Jesus. So I went and I sat beside him. Maybe an opportunity will occasion me to tell him about the Lord. But I had him playing a tape. And it was a message of a minister from Australia. Say, said, this is interesting. So I sat down at the other end of the chair bench and was hearing the message. And at a time, I said to the man, do you understand what you are hearing? Oh, the man said, you are a child of God. Praise God. What does that do to you? Shock. I said, my brother, do you understand? And he said to me, since I've been born again, I've been looking for a human mentor. I don't have one. He said to me, I've been to a few number of churches. He said, but I'm not settled. I'm not very happy with what I hear and what I see there. And he said, I came from a cultic background. He was born in Brentwood. That is around, um, he was born around um, Pilgrim's Arch. And Brentwood is one of the seat of witchcraft in the United Kingdom. Brentwood is surrounded by woods and covens of witches, by warlocks. And he told me how his grandfather was involved with Satanism, and how when he was at the age of three, a white person I'm talking about, he was afflicted through Satanism. And he began to tell me about his life, that now that he knew Jesus, he said he's looking for somebody who will be like Jesus. He's looking for a church where he will be taught to become like Jesus Christ. He said, I found none. He said, but this minister speaking, I disagree with the statement he made. He said, he's a very good minister. I, he said, I listen to him regularly. But that minister said, Satan has no power. And he said, I disagree with that. I said, I agree with you. Satan does have power. I said, but he has no power over those born again. And he told me about how he had been afflicted since he was born again and all things like that, going demons and all stuff like that, afflicting him. And I said to him, now let me help you understand, because God has been speaking to me over the past few days on the reasons why Satan overcome Christians. And what Christians need to do so that the devil will not overcome them. And I said that he said, Yes, he said, I, I know some scriptures. I said, Tell me one. He said Colossians chapter one verse thirteen verse fourteen. I said, You got it right. Look at Colossians chapter one verse fourteen. And let's go on the ride. He says in Colossians chapter one verse fourteen, the first thirteen, from thirteen to fourteen. It says, For the he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son whom we love. So, that scripture says that those who are born again have been delivered from dominion of darkness. So, therefore, the question is, but now that we have been delivered from the dominion of darkness, why should darkness have effect on me? I said, yes, I'll help you, know, because my father too was a warlock, so we are both from the same roots. So, therefore, I said, let's look at the second scripture that is very similar to it, the next chapter of Colossians, chapter 2. We look at verse 13 too. 13 validates this one, one, uh, First uh, Colossians 1, uh, for uh, 13 and 14. 13th of chapter 2 says, "When we were dead in, your, w- when you were dead in your trans- in your sins and in your uncircumcision of the sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. So therefore, when we are born again, Jesus." through Jesus, God forgives all our sins. It says, "Their sins I remember no more. And Romans, don't go into that, but Romans chapter 4. We're going to Romans chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Let's see what it says. We are we are forgiven. It says, blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Alright, not cursed are they. The next verse says, shall we it together, church? Blessed is me. read it again blesses me read it again blesses me well colossians is an evidence that we are forgiven us all our sins so if god has forgiven us all our sins in colossians Romans says we are blessed so how could christians be cursed then go back to colossians if you look at colossians chapter 2 verse 14 It went further to say, having cancelled every written code with its regulations that was against us and stood and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it on the cross. Now I've explained this to you before my journey just few weeks ago that any covenant of fathers, forefathers, you even if you made covenant with Satan. Once you are born again, you don't need to renounce any covenant. Because the Bible tells me that heaven canceled you. Remember when I was teaching you, I told you the word heaven is a past participle test. It is something that had been done by what? The cross, not by confession. You accept Jesus Christ, the cross of Calvary canceled the covenant. Therefore, if this is true, which it is, it says having cancel written code, which is covenant, with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us, he took it away and nailed it on the cross. I told you something which I will help help you to understand better now. This scripture says every written code and I told you that the written code is, you know, it stands for the statutes. Like, you know, you have studied statute book, the House of Parliament in England, they make the laws. Are we together now? So, they are statutory uh, written codes. But it says with its regulations, the subsidiary government of nations makes regulations. The government, federal government, will make the code. And then all the agencies of the government, like medical council, they will make regulations, not statutes. So, I told, taught you how principalities over areas, demons over families, also have the power to make regulation against anybody under their control. Because they receive their power from the statute that the devil has made. Similar to human government and human, human law or jurisprudence. Now, listen, therefore. This scripture says, whatever the case may be, either the statute of Satan, which is the statute that governs the whole world, Or the subsidiaries, which is empowered, when he empowered demons who live in areas, who claim your family, who claim your territory, and the right regulations. The Bible says, Jesus took it to the cross and canceled it. He nailed them to the cross. So, which means that decisions of the principalities of powers, rulers of darkness, ritual hosts of wickedness, they are non grata. They have no effect over anybody whose sins have been forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay? Now, let me give you further understanding. Look at the next verse. And having disarmed the powers and authorities of principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them or sure of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Now, the second thing here, or the final thing here is that, he said in verse 14, that any decision of hell, any, any law of Satan or demons, or covenant they made with your forefathers and ancestors, the moment you get born again in that family... The nail on the cross canceled that covenant over you. You don't need to confess it. It has been canceled before you accepted Jesus. It is like a debit card. Jesus paid for it. You spent the money. Understand? Come on now, let's speak together. Do you understand what I'm explaining? Now, let's go a little bit deeper. Now, the next thing now says here is that it's not only the laws of Satan that governs the jurisdiction, that has, that is in cancelled. It says, haven't disarmed. That is, every demon, Satan and all the rest of them, when it comes to Christians, they are armless. Satan has no ammunition when it comes to Christians, But the devil can destroy anybody who is not a Christian. And I will show you that in the Bible. Huh? But if you are born again, Satan, when he turns to you, if, if Satan, you know, attacks somebody with all his ammunitions, and he sees a Christian passing and he sends those ammunition to the Christian, those ammunitions will not work because to Christians, Jesus disarmed the devil. He took those ammunitions from the hands of David. that Whenever it is a Christian, you have no power. You have no ammunition to use against him. You have no authority over him. No law of yours ha- can govern his life. No weapon of yours, fashioned against him, will prosper. And if you condemn him, you will be condemned. <laughs> I love that. Somebody say, Amen. amen. Yes. Now, so... If the scripture says this, and it is so, then the question of my friend is that why should some Christians still be afflicted by demons? That I want to start with you today. And this week, every day from tomorrow night, I will go deeper and deeper and deeper into this teaching. Now, let's look at the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. The fundamental reason why Christians could be vulnerable to demonic attacks and powers. Shall we together? As for you, hey, excuse me, is this cathedral? I had you last Sunday reading the scripture when I was in Sicily, and it was so loud. I said, thank God for those who are, who are recording up there. Yeah. I hope it's the same recording you have today. So that they can hear their voice today I, I don't know why the voice is so low do we need coffee break and stuff like that we don't need coffee break okay now let's read the scriptures together said we want to go as for you you were dead in yes in which Scripture begins to help us understand Satan rule over The kingdom of the world Yes Outside the church Is the world It doesn't matter what religion you believe in If you are not born again Even if you go to church and you are not born again You are under the jurisdiction Of Satan Because I've shown you that it's only salvation That brings you out of the jurisdiction Now listen to me Therefore he is the ruler of the kingdom of the world. All the evil you are seeing happen in the world fire today, earthquake tomorrow, murder, and all the injustice they come from the devil. The devil is the one behind it. He is the one behind it. Somebody labored and labored and labored to no avail. Somebody who has a great potential in life as a young person continue to procrastinate his life until he had grey hair and died in poverty. Is the work of Satan. If there is a witch among you, stand up. If you used to be a witch. Do we have a witch who was a witch before? You don't. <laughs> Look, I'm going, to, I'm going to transfer all of you to the village of Nigeria. Where they have real witches. <laughs> Let me say this to you. Or maybe I'm going to Nigeria too far. I will transfer to Stonehenge. <laughs> or glass where you have Satan is celebrating. <laughs> Listen to me. Every evil that happens on earth is not from God. There is no act of God there. It is the act of the devil. Are you with me now? So, for a man to be miserable, it is caused by Satan. And the Bible tells you here that Satan has power over two people people who are in the world. Or people who are under his control. Anybody who listens to the devil, devil is the one at work in him. Alright? So now who? Who? So which means that Christians can come under this category. Somebody who is born again, but he does not listen to God anymore. Who is his controller? Satan. He has accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, but he does not follow the statute. Who controls him? The devil. Look at the book of Deuteronomy 29. Let's read from verse 18. Listen attentively to God here. And I'll take you then to the New Testament. It says, make sure there is no man or woman, clan or tribe among you today, whose heart turns away from the Lord our God. He's talking to his own children. To go and worship the gods of those nations. So if a Christian worship idols or you join them in the worship of idols, God is talking to you. Then He says, make sure there is no root among you that produce such bitter poison. Come on the next verse. When such a person hears the word of this oath, that is you come to church and you hear the Bible, the word of the Bible. He invokes a blessing on himself and therefore things. Whenever you hear the Bible, you are invoking blessing on yourself. As I'm speaking now, I am invoking blessing upon you. Okay? When you read the Bible at home, you are invoking blessing upon yourself. Alright, because when I speak the word of God, it invokes blessing upon you because I stand in the office of the Spirit of God by the power of the Most High. That's the reason why I can command and some of you get healed and stuff like that, lame, walk, blind see, and you demon out because I act upon the authority of the word of God. We bring the blessing of God, but it says if any one of you come to the church, and you invoke blessing upon yourself by the word, and therefore you think I will be safe, even though I persist in going my own ways. Listen to me, therefore. What did he say? Shall we do together? What happened then? This will bring what? Disaster on the watered land as well as the dry. So, if a person says, I'm a Christian born again, and you decide to go on your own ways, as you come to church and you are blessed, as you go in your way, it will bring disaster. Hey, hey, listen to me, I beg you. Now, leave this scripture on the board. Don't go go away from me. I want to ask you here, all of you, read to me the scripture God gave you for this month. Read it out of your mind. Read now. One to go. Start. Uh Come on now, help me Let me tell you something A lot of you don't know it, why? Because you just didn't come to service You see, you serve God on Sunday That is one of the reasons why Because if you don't know the covenant of God It cannot happen to you If after I have seen God face to face and I speak, it can only happen to people upon whose name of God have been invoked. The angel said, I mean, uh, uh, Elizabeth said to Mary, blessed are those who believe. They will see performance. The force the devil does is to hinder you from understanding or knowing the word. If a Christian is void of the word, especially a word of covenant. God told us at the beginning of the month, this is the word for Christ at Abanaku. I, You say, I'm a member of Christ at Abanaku, And we are going to the end of the month. You don't even remember. You don't even know it. Which means the whole of the month. You did not put your mind in it. Your own way, I will talk about it definitively during this week. That is what brings disaster to believers. That is what brings misfortune to believers. There are some of us who have a set way of behavior. And no matter what you are told, when people finish speaking, you say, as far as I'm concerned, that is the reason for disaster. That's the reason for, 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 for failure. That is the reason for regretting life. How long will those who are saints of God be regretting their life till death? It should stop. Let God be God, my friend. Look at what He says. If you say, I'm a Christian. And you decide to go in your own ways. It will bring disaster. The next verse says, The Lord will never be willing to forgive that person. Come on now. Somebody who come to church and you serve God in your own way. Uh-uh. God says he will never forgive you. Nobody goes to university in his own way and pass. Okay, I told you in this church I am happy with this church especially those that I raised from cradle. Alright? I'm happy with the elders and those who are older who do what I say. But I'm not satisfied with somebody who mingle with this church but you don't know what God is doing in this church. Because to those who follow what I say to her, no regrets. One regret, no. No regret in any form or size or shape. And I'm seeing them successfully in my own eyes. Unstoppable by hell. I can throw them to the den of devils. And the devil can do nothing to them. Listen to me. You can't serve God your own way. And expect grace of God. Forget it. Look, let me show you something. It says the Lord will never be willing. Look at his wrath and zeal. We born against that man who suffered in his own way. All the curses written in this book will fall upon that man, and the Lord will blot out his name from, from, from the book from he, under heaven. Look at the next verse. That one is very scary. So let's read this together. The Lord will what? Stop. Read it again. Stop. Read it again. That will not be your person in Jesus' name. But you must understand God's principle. Who is the man that God will single out for disaster? A man who hears the word of God and shrugs his shoulder. And decides that I will... Well, that's what they are saying. This is what I will do. Come on now. Devil got that man. That man is a disaster waiting to happen. Listen to me. Do you know something about disaster? Only those who are victims know what it is. How long will the church of God be messing around? Or people call themselves Christians and they have no Christ in their life? Or in their contemplation? The Bible says, God will single that man out. From all the tribe of Israel, for what? For disaster. Church. The reason why Christians can be demonically oppressed is because they have gone on their own way. Don't be deceived. Any minister who who tells a Christian who is demonically oppressed that he needs deliverance is blind. Deliverance won't stop God bringing disaster. It is only repentance listen to me god if god single a man out and god is fighting him who is the anointed man of god that can expect for him we have been deceived too long he said according to he said we singly for disaster according to all the curses of the covenant written in this book of the law go to the next verse your children who follow you in later generations Of such a person, and foreigners who come from distant land, we see the calamities that have fallen on the land and the disease with which the Lord has afflicted them. Is that not happening to the United Kingdom today? Is it not happening to America today? Is it not happening to Nigeria today? Is it not happening in India? Every nation that did that, that abandoned the God of Israel. Look at what's going on. Look at the next verse. I, oh, where do you look at this? It's interesting. It says in the next verse. Next verse. The whole land will be what? A body waste of salt and sulfur. Nothing planted. Nothing sprouting. No vegetation growing on it. It will be like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, Amma and Zebulun, which the Lord overthrew in the race. Of, uh, in, the, in his anger. listen to me let God be God you be you. don't expect from God what you did not put into God. come on you cannot get from life what you did not put in life if you did that is fraud and you will suffer for fraud. everybody who, who involved in fraud, They will die by fraud. They will never have peace because of the fear and terror that will follow their act. They will become a a, a victim in the hands of Lucifer. Why destroy yourself when you can live happy? Listen to me. Let me take you to the New Testament because I don't have more time. Tomorrow I will go deeper with you. Let's go to the book of Matthew. Someone, uh, John, sorry, John chapter 8, verse 31. Someone says to me, Apostle, what are you saying? I'm saying that if you are a Christian, you are supposed to be blessed. If you are a Christian, you are supposed to be happy. If you are a Christian, you are supposed to be fulfilled. No spirit of hell has power over you unless the power you give to him. Are we together now? People who are following wrong doctrine, they should listen to me. Especially those people who say they are deliverance ministers. Let me help you understand this. Everybody on earth who calls himself a deliverance minister is a liar. Apostle William says so because the Bible says so. Listen to me, I say again. I cast out devils. Not only that, I go to forbidden forests to confront those who worship Satan. I haven't seen any one of those ministers who say they are deliverance ministers do all those stuff. If anybody is listening to me on television and you are a deliverance minister, follow me, and I will, we will go together to those who worship idol. I can't understand if someone thinks he has so much power than others over the devil. What is he doing in the church? He's only goes in the church. You go to where devils are worship. Who is fully who? Look at this. So the Jews who have believed in him, Jesus said, "If you hold to my teaching, you are what?" Let's read that again, John to go. Read it again. Let me help you understand the word we have just read. It says to so the Jews who have believed in him, so that is talking to us who are born again. Yes? Those who have believed in Jesus Christ, correct? Now he now said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Now the word really is a word that qualifies the statements. Okay, the statement says, If you hold to my teaching, that is a condition statement. That for you to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you must be somebody who holds to the teachings of Jesus, not the teaching of apostle or teaching of prophet or teaching of pope or bishop. You do not accept a teaching because of the man who said it. You accept a teaching because that teaching is in line with what Jesus taught you. I will gather now. So all those who are preaching the redemption of born, where did they get it from? They are all devils, liars, world mongers. Their days are numbered. Really, judgment begins from July upon them. 2017. Write what I say down. Anybody who teaches any doctrine different from Christ, why is it the direction of firstborn a lie? Romans 8 tells us. Alright? Romans 8 Let's look from verse 28. Very quickly. We we'll come back to this. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to become... Go to that 27, let me read it. Okay, 28, rather, sorry. And we know that in all things, God is working... God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been caught according to His purpose. Okay, so God works for the good of everybody who love Him. Even if you are going through terrible times, God will turn it around. But you must love him. Those who love him don't worship him on Sunday only. And they don't stay in their house and say that I'm serving God in my house. Because your house is not church. The Bible says do not withdraw from the garden of one another. God commanded it. If your house is a good enough church, you should not be here today also. So that Sunday service you conduct it at home. Don't let the devil deceive you any longer. We know that nothing God is working for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Look at the next verse: For God, for those God foreknew, He also predestined to be what Conformed to the likeness of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among who? Jesus. Who is the firstborn in the church? Jesus. Who is the firstborn in Christian church? Jesus. Who is the firstborn in Christian church? Jesus. So, what deliverance, redemption are you doing for? Who is the firstborn? Jesus is the firstborn in this church. This is the church of the firstborn. And we are all secondborn. So when you get born again, all the, the, the things they showed them in Old Testament that happened to firstborn, happened to firstborn, They have no effect on you. Because Jesus is the firstborn in this family, we are all secondborn. That is the word of the Lord. So I can understand a minister in his right senses. Teaching people of God that there is still a sacrifice to be paid for what Jesus had paid with his life. Come on, look this. you understand what I'm saying? It's so naive. And we have people who are, who are so-called educated, who are fools going to places like that. People going to places like that. The Bible says Jesus is the firstborn in the church, in this Pentecost. This is the church of salvation. And it says that we ought to be conformed with the firstborn. He is the firstborn. We are never firstborn. I am the firstborn son, son of my father. Am I miserable? So why would we believe that because you are firstborn you should be miserable? It is from the devil. Those who preach it, they are priests of Satan. Let the world know this. If anyone of us, any of us, then this, the, 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 if anybody, if anybody contends what I say, let us speak publicly, unedited. Enough of lying to God's people. You are not firstborn anymore. From the day you got born again, you have become the secondborn of God. And all of us are. Because the Bible says that everyone that God foreknew and he has been predestined to be conformed to the image. The firstborn died so that the rest may live. Go back to my John, Joe. So the Jews who have believed in him, he says, if you hold to my teaching, that is the teaching I've just shown you, then you are really my disciple. So, which means that there are some people who are in the church who are not really disciples. The word really means there are two parties to it there are disciples who are not real, and there are disciples who are real. That's the qualification of that statement. I would gather now. There are disciples who are not real. People come to church, but they are not real. Oh. <laughs> they are not real. Oh. Mm. If I'm a member of church, I won't follow them. They have form of godliness, but they deny the power they are in. They want to teach you, but they have no knowledge of what they are saying not follow a failure. If, if you follow a failure, you can never pass. Whoever you follow is your mentor. Don't you know? Jesus said the blind shall lead the blind. Where will they fall into? This, she says. Anybody listening to me and you are in a church where they are lying to you, I understand you are going into peace. You will pay with your life alone. I have said it. If anybody come under my teaching and you think and you recognize that I'm no more teaching Jesus, if you remain, your blood will be on your head. It will never happen to me. Listen to me. Christianity is not the way you think or the way I think. It is the lifestyle of God established in the Word of God as a statute to govern it. The Bible says there are counterfeit members, disciples. They are real disciples. Now, how do you know a real man from a non-real man? A real disciple is the disciple who obeyed the teachings of Jesus. Let me help you understand. You have counterfeit students and real students. A real student is a student who studied what the professor taught him daily. And who wants to become like his professor? That is a disciple. I can say that no one can tell me what I'm saying is not, wrong, is not right. Because I'm a student right now. I'm a student right now. To have distinction is not by prayer. It's by reading. You may fast and pray. You will fail very well. If you don't read. That fasting is what will make you fail. God does not legitimate ungodliness he does not validate mediocrity let me say something to you the Bible tells me if a student went to school and he failed I say some demons no demons anywhere garbage in garbage out when they were teaching you you were playing about a person went to university and he joined all the clubs in university no you will come out with a certificate of clubs oh yes When I went to university, they have Christian fellowship there. I'm not part of it. It's not the Christian fellowship of university that make me Christian. They had the political party. I'm not part of it. Student Union, I only register. What am I part of? I'm here to pass with distinction. Full stop. And the Bible says that if you owe your, your brother, don't let sleep on your head. I owe my professor distinction. I won't sleep. So that I read daily, I read daily, I read daily. I came to university to know what my professor knows. And I know that my period in university is a short period after which I will not come back. So because of that, all social life frees. The only thing that is, is spiritual life and read. That is a disciple. The, The time you spend on earth is the shortest in your existence. There are ministers in hell today crying. Bishops weeping in tears in hell because they wasted their time on earth. Therefore, Jesus was saying that it is not good enough for you to come to church but be a real disciple. How do you, are you a real disciple, obey the teachings of Jesus Christ? Full stop. It's not cumbersome. You are reading all the Old Testament and you don't know anything about Jesus. Waste of life. To know about Jesus, you read the New Testament, you read the Gospel. And then you read the epistles, and the Bible said in Joshua chapter eight, verse one: "Let this book of the law not depart from what one verse? Eight, sorry, let this book of law not depart from your mouth. You must chew Bible, you must know Bible, you must digest Bible, you must quote Bible, you must talk Bible, you must walk Bible, you must live and sleep in Bible. That is what can make you prosper." Oh, people lying about the devil. I'm having bad dreams and somebody's having sex with me. These guys don't have the Bible in them. That's why they're messing about with their dreams. Jude talks about them. Confusing others. If you serve Jesus, be a real disciple. Be a real disciple. Understand we began by helping understand. Do you understand that? Some said, after i have become a christian i can go in my own ways and you can't do that because you don't go to university and go in your ways and pass so also you don't join those who are born again and do what you like and enter heaven forget it then he says in the next verse the reward what is the reward of disciples i we say it now say it again Say it one more time. Again. And what happened with the truth? The truth with what? The truth what? The truth said what? The truth said who? Free? Who does the truth set free? Somebody say it. You know the truth. Pastor don't know the truth for you. There are some people only what pastors say is what they say. If there is a minister who tells any members of church that you don't have to read the Bible, we are the only one who reads for you. May he be perished forever. He is a messenger of Satan in color. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28 verse, verse uh, uh, don't go there, from verse 19. He says, all power in heaven and earth have been given unto me, therefore go make disciples, teaching them to obey all I have taught you, teaching the church to know what Jesus taught, so that they too can teach. I want to sit down here and see you teach me. I want to sit down in this church and see you cast out the devil, raise the dead. What you have seen God do through me, do it. Tell me what will happen in nation. I want to sit down here and see it. How can I achieve that? By teaching you the word and showing you too, you can do it. Church is not a club. It is a university of learning God. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And this is where I derogate from deliverance ministrants. The only thing the Bible says can set a man free is the truth. Not deliverance. Someone says to you that, uh, I will conduct deliverance for you. or you need deliverance. You need to ask him, Sir, how do you conduct your deliverance as the conductor? The conductor of deliverance. I will say, I will pray with you. Ask him, with what will you pray? With mouth? Okay, what is wrong with my own mouth? That I cannot pray. Because if, Pastor, you are going to just use your mouth to pray. And you will pray with the word of God. What about me? Show me that word. Let me to go and use it and pray. Eh? When ministers put themselves in the place of God, they become messengers of Satan. Jesus said in the book of Mark 16, 17, These signs will follow all who believe. In my name they will cast out devils. In the book of Luke chapter chapter, chapter, uh, 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 9, He took the twelve, He sent them out, and He said, Preach the kingdom, heal the sick, cast out devil. In chapter 10, he took the whole church, said, Go and do what I have done. If Jesus remained in this world casting out demons and conducting deliverance, he will see be on earth today because there are many demons around that area, you know. Conducting deliverance and not go to the cross. The Bible never teach you that. Look, let me say this to you it's like lecturer guaranteeing you that just come to my class and you will pass. And then just pay for my materials and you'll pass. Electoral tells you that he'll mislead you. Because the material, when you reach exam hall, the material you paid for, you will remember it because you never read it. Jesus said, the only thing that can set a man free is the knowledge of the truth. All right? And he said, Jesus is the truth. And someone says that you need deliverance. I can't even understand if, how it can be intellectual. For a person to say to another person, when you get born again, then you need to be delivered. It is the greatest nonsense. It is the most nonsensical thing they can say to the most foolish man. Let me tell you why. Jesus who set up the church said, it is the knowledge of the truth that can set a man free. Then a man came in the name of Jesus and told you that that is not true. I am the one who can set you free. Can you marry it? Listen to me. That's why many don't get results. That's why many don't get results. I want to stop here because tomorrow I will continue. But let me help you understand this. One can choose to live his life in his own way but it's, glo- it's gloom and doom every day. Okay? One can choose to live in life in the Bible way. It's joy forever. Joy forever. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. You know, on this, my holiday, I asked the ministers, the ministers who who sponsored my holiday, some of them took bus ticket and they followed me to my holiday. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so I asked them that... Wherever the snails go, the chef follow. What are you following me for all the day? They said, Apostle, we have known you on the pulpit, but we want to know you person. And I said to myself, is that not wise? So we ate together, they knew how I ate. We went together, exercised, uh, jacuzzi and casual but you know what they were doing when we sit down together, they ask me about the secret of my life that what is what is what is about this and I share with them. then we will eat again, they will say, "What about this issue which they can't ask in church and then we spoke because all of them are ordained pastors. then we spoke well, and I told them one of them said to me that you know when the Lord you remember what God said to you that you know I always remember where God picked you up. And I say, yes. And we began to expound it. Somebody mentioned it to when I came. And I said to them, you know, Apostle Williams, you want to know what makes me happy? What makes me happy is this. When God calls men on earth to the council of heaven, I am one of those he calls. All right. Because how can I testify that the God who created heaven sent me? if I cannot be in his counsel to hear what will happen on earth before they happen and tell you adequately. And those things happen to the time. When somebody stands before you, before me, I love this, that the Lord by his Spirit tells me the life of the person. And then I begin to share with you what I have had, not from man, but from your maker. And it brings joy to many people. And I tell you what will come, happen next and what you should do. And people have been delivered by that Godly instruction. They have been successful by that Godly instruction. They have seen that God is true. God is real through me. I prefer that to somebody giving me a jet. Okay? When we got to the jet airline that will carry us for, 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 for uh, the journey, I told the pastor, look at all these. These are called jets. And he said, yes, I said, daddy. He said, these are jets. I said, they don't park them in garage, in your home garage. They say, yes, sir. They park them in what they call hangar. They say, yes, sir. They hang their leg up like this. They say, yes, sir. I said every time that every minute in hangar is what? Cash. And they said, apostle, that's very true. I said, so, and then this, this, this jet, don't, they, you don't drive into a jeep or Sainsbury's to fuel the gas. They said, I said, so the gas that this one uses, they call it avionic fuel, yes? I said, mechanic of your yard cannot repair this one when it's spoiled. Whether it's spoiled or not spoiled, they must repair it, they must service it. They call them aeronautic engineers. I said, then if you want to fly, you can't just go and get a driver with e-license to come and drive you. It has to be a pilot, a captain. I said, so now how can a man of God have a jet? How sensible is that in this age? The money you spend to maintain that jet doing nothing can solve the problem of many members of your church financially. So how can a man say, I'm a man of God, and he buys a jet? I can't marry the two. I can't. Even let's assume that man of God is a person who has his own business and he has so much money. What are you doing with it? I said to them, therefore, I prefer the counsel of God than the counsel of millionaires Because when Satan, you know, close God with Melonias, I'm the one they will come and ask. Yes. You cannot have two cars on earth. Put your head in one and your leg in the other and tell two drivers to drive you on because your money has come. Hallelujah. They will take you to Dr. Ajigini. Now, let me say something to you also. You cannot, in a, after you have bought a mansion, sleep one night in this room, the second night you sleep in the other room, the next night you sleep in the other room because you want to sleep all the rooms of the house you bought. And then sleep today in London, the the following day you go and sleep in Manchester and you're sleeping all over the whole place. Somebody will say that you need some attention. You cannot say that you are so rich and you put on three suits to the meeting this morning. To show how rich you are and you you, you come with three shoes, skin, snake shoes, four Rolexes. And when you preach a little bit, you drop one, you put the other one. And you throw your shoe, somebody catch by the anointing, they see, And then you another shoe. I mean, I mean, take a break, take a break, take a break, man. I prefer to be in the presence of God. To hear the counsel of heaven. And for that, I will die. Listen to me. Apostle could have followed those people. Many of them, we started together. That is the reason why I want to do something that none of them can do. I have attained in God the height that many cannot. (laughs) Alright? So I decided that, okay, another thing I can do is to become foolish like Paul. To read until they would drive me from university. Oh yes, and acquire knowledge of man to the place where, when I talk to those who say they are intellectuals, They will not be able to say that you are saying that because you are an ignoramus. They won't be able to tell me that because you are not educated. I would mean now. So if they can't tell me that because you are not educated, those who are rich can't tell me that because you are not rich. Okay? Then I will see. We have the time. We make them escape. Let me tell you, judgment time is come. For you who is a child of God, how can a young man make his way pure? It is by hearkening to the voice of God the God of Christians he is God when I come back to your miss I'm going to show you look at Psalm 107 therefore today I want to go away with this what causes Christians to suffer is when they derogate from God when they deviates from the loss of God When they take the loss of God for granted, they suffer unnecessarily. Satan oppresses them. And the only remedy to it is repentance, not deliverance. Look at what it says in that scripture. I read it just through. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. The next verse. Let the redeemed of the Lord say what? So, those he redeemed from what? The hand of the foe those he gathered from the land from east and west, from the north and south. Some wandered in the desert, wasteland, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Now this is first category. This is People who have circumstance, they are they are victims of circumstances. A Christian can be a victim of circumstance. Are we together? But it has a short period in life. And we we'll look at that very more detail. But when they cried unto God, he what? He delivered them. Look at the next one now. He begins to deal with some other things. He led them by the straight way to the city where they could settle. The next one says, Led them what? For and then let's see the next for he satisfied the thirst and filled the hungry with good things now another category some sat in darkness and the deepest gloom this is bound demonic bondage prisoners suffering in the iron chain those who are bound demonically look at what it says for they had what rebelled against the word of God rebelled against the word of God it brings you to bondage of devils it says and despite the counsel of the most High." when you ignore the instruction of the holy one it brings you under the bondage of satan the next verse says so he subjected them to bitter labor that is God they stumbled and there was no one to help the next verse then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and what? He saved them from their distress. Is it, did they cry to pastor for their trouble? Did they cry to deliverance minister for their trouble? No, they were bound. They were delivered because they what? Repented and cried to God. And it says God saved them from their deep distress. The next one, it says, verse 15 please. Where? He brought them out of, of darkness and deepest gloom and broke away their chain. This is deliverance, man. We'll talk about that later. I will show you some things, some stuff. All of you here who are born again, you are deliverance ministers. In another word, you can cast out devil. No anointed man under heaven have a power to deal with demons than you have. None. None. Once you are born again, you can do it. Look at the next verse. I love it. Let him give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful days from, for men. Next verse, for thee, bring down the breakdown against the bronze and cause to the bars of fire. I love it. Some became fools. Another category. Look at this. Some became fools through their rebellious ways. And suffered affliction because of their iniquity. We'll talk much about that. This is why many Christians suffer affliction. Oh, they shot me arrow. Why should arrow enter you? and destroy you you to shoot them arrow <laughs> that? they shot arrow to me I say, well what are you doing your arrow take your bow and arrow you to shoot to them sin iniquity that is what brings affliction iniquity we we'll look at iniquity in this expanse it says the next verse they looked all food and drew near the gates of death then what did he say? Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. And then and from their distress. Look at the next verse, it says He sent forth what? And and then Come on, stand up, my friend. Look, where we see tomorrow, we shall continue. Tomorrow is men's meeting, men's convention. And we're looking at transformation. And I'm going to carry on with this. I will teach you how to deal with every demon under heaven. Easy. No one can teach it unless somebody who had done it. I have. Among the sons of men. The Bible says, Let He that had power, not is in power. But let him that boasts boast in the fact that he knows, he knows me, says the Lord. He said to those who are demon possessed, to those who are demonized, bound in chains. Solution: He sent His Word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. He broke their chains, and He delivered them from their enemies. We are going to lift up our voice today and pray. Somebody may begin to say, "Therefore, what does the devil do? The only thing the devil does is that he deceives Christians. That is the only way he can access Christians' lives. When he deceives you, that is the reason for all the errors. We're going to pray. You will tell the Lord, Father, all the words that you have sent to me in this house, let them work for my healing. Let them work for my establishment. Let them work for my restoration, lift up your voice and begin to pray. I've quoted several scriptures that I was teaching you here today. My God and my King, we pray. The Bible says, you send your word and he heal the people. He rescued them from the grave. Father, the word that I have spoken today, I send them to everybody. Let it bring forth healing. Let it bring forth deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let your word bring forth restoration in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let your world bring forth deliverance from grave, in the name of Jesus, as of Nazareth. Let your world restore family, in the name of Jesus. Let it restore fortune, in the name of Jesus. Let it restore life. All the world you have sent to my life, let them contest with every power of Satan in me. That the devil might have sent against me, let them destroy the enemy has assigned to destroy my home. Let him destroy. Begin to declare, I walk in the power of the Messiah. I walk in the liberty of the Spirit. Begin to make declaration to yourself. I overcome the powers of the wicked one. And Satan has no dominion over me. I live by the word of God. I break away from the shell of apathy. In the name of the Lord of hosts. We pray for every member of Christ's with tabernacle all over the globe. Karobo shikampaya. Oh Lord my King. I declare freedom and liberty. I declare freedom and liberty. Every chain of the devil be broken by the power of the word. Anyone bound in this place will lose them. In the name of Jesus, we break the chains by the word of God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. One more prayer you will pray is 2 Corinthians 11:13. Do you know this week I'm going to take them piece by piece because I want to use this week to produce a profound teaching on you know escape from the hands of the devil. All right? Those of you who are audio typing, you may audio type this and a good book will come out of it. You know, it pains my heart when I see Christians so zealous but they have no knowledge. It pains me so much. People with great potentials sent by God wasting away because of ignorance. I feel I can open your heart and take Bible. So it there and bury it there. So that no one can deceive you. Do you understand? But it's not in the power of man. What I can do is to show you the truth. And what you can do is to accept it. Huh? The only weapon of the devil, which he uses against Christian, haven't known that he, that God, disarmed him is deception. Look at that. Second Corinthians eleven three thirteen. Uh, it says, sorry, eleven three. Yes, eleven three. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Do we get it now? Look, before you pray this prayer, I was evaluating this house, that is CFT London, who have been under my jurisdiction, over the past 27 years and I looked at some of my youths who follow my teaching deeply at age of 24 they are fully qualified in their professions those who went to law have finished their law school they have finished their you know uh, training and they become solicitors at 24 some of them who went to medicine at 25 they are medical doctors Some of them are engineers. Some of them are chartered accountants. And I began to look at them in their various areas of fields. Satan couldn't hinder them, but there is something common among these people. They followed my teaching. No girlfriend, no boyfriend, God academics, period. Now they are beginning to marry. They are not marrying into trouble and calamity. They are not marrying into management. No, they are qualified. I can stand by the gates and be proud of them. Are you with me now? So, my tomorrow is easy. Because I have reproduced my kind in some people. Who can carry on my legacy? But my desire is for everybody to be like that. What about those who are older? A good number of them when i look at the spectrum some of them some of the older people i remember when i began to tell them go back to school go back to school and they would say oh, i can't read the game my head can't enter book if your head don't enter book then you, uh, books you enter your head it's either you enter your head or you enter into the book but a lot of them now are having master's degree in nursing they are senior nurses some of them say book will not enter their head and I've seen others who have gone to do master's degree in various things. I've seen people who have started businesses that they are so much afraid to step out. And their business are succeeding. Listen to me, therefore. Everyone who have made a move, if many years ago you did not make the move, where you were is where you will still be. Listen to me. This is 2017. 2010, I told you I'm going back to school to do law. This is seven years. I finished my LLB. I've, I'm finishing my LLM. I finished my LLM curriculum, just my dissertation. Let me say this to you when I submitted what they call claim, my dissertation claim and intro, the commendation that I received from it is astonishing because what I'm writing about right now is what is happening in Europe. It is with the view of advising the British government intellectually and also advising the European Union government. Somebody, one of the... Do I have um, Chief Ola here? Okay, no problem. One of the people that read my previous submission wrote me back. One of the very uh, qualified lawyers. He said, oh, Apostle, your submission is very, very intellectual. Yes. Yes. If you can follow the word of God to letter, you will not have any reason in your life not to be happy. Are we together now? The devil deceives us. Can a person pray for peace in his marriage or her marriage, but it's not working towards it? Understand me. Who when when Christians die, who judges them? God. Go and read Isaiah 13 to see how God's jurisprudence is. God will judge a wife according to your behavior, not according to what your husband did wrong. God will judge the man according to his behavior, not according to what the wife did wrong. You cannot be a believer, husband and wife, married, and you are causing headache for yourself under your same roof. You are both born again, and you are both in God, I mean, mean, explain it to me. We understand people who married spouses that Satan is using as a thorn in their flesh. Alright? But what about you? You are born again. Your wife is born again. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Is trouble your own meal? That the whole of your life on earth you don't enjoy it and you die. You think you're going to heaven. It's because of the deception of Satan. People who used to say, when I used to pray, I was among the intercessors. Why should your good story be past tense? He says, no, we're going to pray here. I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by a serpent's cunning, your mind may somehow be led astray. From your sincere and pure devotion to God, we're going to pray, Father, deliver me from the deception of Satan. Every way that the enemy has deceived any one of us, we will pray that God, this is the last week of, of June, destroy it. Before the end of this week, pass through everybody. This is the month of science and wonder. Let everybody encounter.